0: World Health Organization now says that the coronavirus might be spread not just through person-to-person contact, but through the air. The president and CEO of Goya may have jeopardized the beans when he praised Trump at the White House yesterday. And the Supreme Court has issued its rulings on the president's taxes. BuzzFeed News Courts reporter Zoe Tillman is with us to unpack those decisions and what they'll mean for the presidential election in the fall.
1: The date, July 10th, 2020.
0: The time, News O'Clock. friends. I'm Hayes Brown.
1: And I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to News O'Clock.
0: Ah, Casey, happy Friday. We made it. We did We made it through another week.
1: We did make it. Well, okay, well, I made it. I'm nervous about you guys in New York. You guys have a tropical storm warning?
0: Yeah, because 2020 can't stop, won't stop. It's not even a warning. It is here. We have a tropical storm, and actually, wow, it is raining a lot right now. I just looked up out the window, and it's, uh, it's a coming down out there. I know that in parts of New York City earlier today, there was hail going on. And, oh, my God. Uh, I know. The storm has a name. Her name is Faye.
1: Oh, Faye. She answered. Aunt, that sounds like Aunt Faye, Grandma Fay, or your
0: right. She's a darling from the south, <laughs> which this tropical storm technically is. Just she shows up and she makes your life kind of miserable, and then she uh, goes away again. Except, uh, yeah, that's my metaphor. That's my metaphor for there you today. Go. Casey, love it. Thank you. Okay, it's time for today's top stories. Here's what you need to know. The World Health Organization now says that the novel coronavirus that causes COVID 19 could well be airborne, lingering after a carrier has already left an area. Previously, the WHO has said that based on the latest science, COVID-19 can only be contracted during person to person contact via droplets that people expel when coughing, sneezing, talking, singing, etc. These droplets are heavy and fall out of the air relatively quickly. But recently, a group of more than 200 scientists pushed the WHO to take a new look at the research. According to them, much smaller particles than previously known can actually still carry the coronavirus, and they can have a hang time of as long as several minutes. Yesterday, the WHO conceded that the virus might be transmitted in aerosol form after all, possibly floating through the air indoors, and recommended that people avoid large indoor crowds and ensure proper ventilation inside. But some doctors and scientists want the WHO to go further, recommending that people wear masks at all times inside unless at home or alone. Meanwhile, President Trump is lagging behind former Vice President Joe Biden in nearly every major poll right now, even as he tries to rally his base ahead of November. The president had reportedly hoped to run on a strong economy, but instead has had to face down millions of people unemployed, a global health crisis, mass protests against racism and police brutality, and an opponent that he can't pin down. It's still very early, and national polls are trash, but lately they've shown Biden with an average eight-point lead. On top of that, a new poll out today from ABC News and polling firm Ipsos highlights just how bad the virus has been for the president politically. 67% or two-thirds of respondents disapprove of Trump's handling of the pandemic, a new record low for him. Former Vice President Biden, meanwhile, rolled out a new economic plan yesterday, which his campaign is calling Build Back Better. The plan includes a $400 billion investment in government procurement to spark demand and $300 billion in research and development into areas like clean energy and biotech. And... Lastly, ICE is preparing to launch a training program that critics say could lead to racial profiling, surveillance, and potentially violence. Newsweek reported on Thursday that the U.S. Immigration Enforcement Agency is preparing to launch a pilot program in Chicago called the Enforcement and Removal Operations Chicago Citizens Academy. Among the training advertised to a potential participant as part of the academy's program, defensive tactics, firearms familiarization, and targeted arrests. A picture of the letter describing the course spread across the Internet, prompting fears that ICE is training normal citizens to arrest immigrants. ICE said in a statement to Newsweek that the program is mainly focused on building bridges between the agency and the community and would also include, quote, classroom instruction, visiting an immigration detention center, learning more about the health care ICE provides to those in custody, and examining ICE's role in an immigration case from start to finish. But Representative Chuy Garcia, who represents Chicago in Congress, told Newsweek that he was concerned that the framing of the course would appeal to, quote, right-wing individuals who might like the vigilante lifestyle and prompt violence against Hispanic communities.
1: Yeah, a vigilante lifestyle is not what we need right now. That is, nope. I could see it happening and I don't want it.
0: Right for sure. Like this is one of those stories where uh, clearly like the advertising that they had put out for people to come join was based around the sort of like mm. tough guy like no you're going to learn about all the cool shit that Ice does framing whereas Ice is like uh actually you're going to be learning about all the good things we do too. So uh it's like mm, I can see why it prompted a lot of concerns.
1: Right, exactly. Also, I just want to bring it back to um, the WHO's new stance. Is that basically saying that if someone goes running without a mask and then someone walks through their pathway a minute later, there's a chance that they could get the particle and then get COVID?
0: There's a chance. It's still like not as likely outside as inside right now because, you know, the wind is moving around, air moves differently outside uh, than it does in like very stagnant indoor buildings with not good ventilation, which is why part of the recommendation is uh, make sure your air is moving around inside uh, to help prevent contracting the virus. Mm. All right, Casey, what's going on in your corner of the Internet today?
1: Well, people are starting to talk about boycotting Goya products after the company's president said that the U.S. is blessed to have Donald Trump as president. Goya President and CEO, Bob Unanwe was at the White House for Hispanic Prosperity Initiative event when he said this.
2: Uh, We're all truly blessed at the same time to have a leader like President Trump, who is a builder. And that's what my grandfather did. He came to this country to build, to grow, to prosper. And so we have an incredible builder and we pray, we pray for our leadership our president, and we pray for our country, that we will continue to prosper and and to grow.
1: So that didn't go over too well in the Latino community, with a lot of people asking how he could say that given the administration's immigration policies. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Hamilton creator and star Lin-Manuel Miranda were among those who said on Twitter they'd be making their own adobo at home now. And then this morning, Unanwe went on Fox News and doubled down against what he called suppression of speech. He said, quote, I'm not apologizing and, quote, especially when you're called by the president of the United States, you're going to say, no, I'm sorry, I'm busy. No, thank you. I didn't say that to the Obamas and I didn't say that to President Trump.
0: I mean, sure, you can like not turn down an invitation, <laughs> but you don't have to say like the country is blessed to have him as president right now. Like, those are two different things, my guy.
1: And I'm sorry, there is a stance. That if the, if members of the US women's soccer team are going to say, no, we don't want to go, then yeah, you have the option to not go. So you knew what you were doing when you said yes. <laughs>
0: I do wonder how effective this like boycott people are proposing is going to be, where there's one of those things that is like really big online for a couple of days and then we all forget about it, or if this is going to have like a lasting impact this time around.
1: I was thinking about it, and I think that for people who heard it, it will have a lasting impact, but I also feel like not this like feels kind of like a blip in some people's radars. And so I don't know if people who just like are going to the grocery store and like picking up beans and haven't heard about it, that's not going to impact them, you know? So, but I mean, I have seen like a lot of friends talking about how to make your own or other other great companies to buy from, etc. And also, we have an update on the search for former Glee star Naya Rivera. Officials say that the search operation has turned into a recovery mission. Rivera went missing on Wednesday while boating with her son on Lake Piru outside of Los Angeles. She was presumed dead hours later. Security footage released by the Ventura County Sheriff's Office yesterday evening shows Rivera and her son renting the boat, but doesn't capture the moment when she went missing. The Sheriff's Department also released the 911 call placed by one of the boat rental company staff where they reported finding Rivera's son alone on the boat. Officials said that the recovery operation has been slowed down by extremely murky waters. In some places, divers were only able to see a foot in front of them in direct sunlight. It's definitely a scary situation and just such an unknown. You know, there's no answers yet. So that's extremely difficult.
0: Yeah. Here's hoping her family gets some closure by the end of this whole process. Mm.
1: When we come back, we've got BuzzFeed news reporter Zoe Tillman breaking down yesterday's SCOTUS decisions and what they mean for the upcoming election. Stay right there. For my small bookstore to thrive, I can't just sell books. So I created a radio ad at iHeartAdBuilder.com to tell everyone about our author events, our story hours for kids, and our amazing lattes. Now we're busier than ever. I'd call that a success story.
0: A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com welcome back yesterday the supreme court ended its term for the year finally releasing its decisions in two cases about donald trump's taxes and just how much the presidency protects him
1: to help us figure out what these rulings mean for election day and beyond we're joined by buzzfeed news courts reporter zoe tillman thanks for coming back zoe hi guys happy to be here so There were two cases that the Supreme Court ruled on yesterday. We'll get to the decisions in a second, but can you quickly sum up what each was about?
2: Yeah, so the first one had to do with a grand jury subpoena that was issued by state prosecutors in New York who are still investigating, among other things, the hush money payments that Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, orchestrated to the two women who claimed to have affairs with Trump, um, Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. And as part of that, the grand jury had subpoenaed the president's tax returns. Uh, So that was one case. And the other case had to do with a series of investigations, not all directly involving the president, but at least related to the president, that various congressional committees are are still doing and subpoenas that they had issued for a variety of financial records, not just from the president, but from Mm. his companies, his family members. Um, So it was a whole range of financial documents that they would also like to see.
0: So let's start with the first case, uh, Trump v. Vance. The court ruled that Trump's tax returns and other financial information can, in fact, be subpoenaed in a state criminal case. How did Chief Justice John Roberts, who wrote the majority opinion, explain that ruling?
2: Yeah, so the majority really just wholeheartedly rejected Trump's argument that as president, he is immune from this type of process in a criminal investigation. And not only did they reject that, they rejected a different argument that the justice department made that, you know, they didn't adopt this idea that the president should be immune, but they were arguing for a heightened standard that state prosecutors should have to show before issuing this kind of subpoena. And the chief justice with the majority said, Nope, they don't. Um, the president, in some ways, is just like everyone else. There are ways that you can fight a subpoena if you get one for your records,
1: but he doesn't get a special process just because he's president. Yeah. So the court's decision in the second case, Trump et al. v. Mazar's USA LLP, seemed a bit more complicated. Can you explain that decision and exactly what happens now as far as Congress's requests?
2: Yeah, so it's it wasn't really a uh, uh, full-on win or loss for either side. Um, But in another sense, it was a win for Trump in that what the court said Mm -hmm. was the lower courts that had ordered these financial institutions to comply with the subpoenas, that's all on hold. And the lower courts need to go back and pay more attention to the question of, are there separation of powers issues between the legislative and executive branches that you know should be the deciding factor on whether these subpoenas are lawful? And so what it does is it really kicks it down the road. So they're going to go back to the lower courts. They're going to duke it out again under this new standard that the majority articulated, where Congress has to show that this is really necessary. It's specific. They can't get this information elsewhere. Um, so it doesn't end it. There is a chance the courts could still rule in favor of Congress, but it could take. months. And Mm -hmm. the big concern for Democrats is that there's a good chance it could take more than however many months. I can't do the math in my head. It (laughs) is until November. (laughs) Um, They're really thinking about the election.
0: So both of those cases were decided in a 7-2 ruling. What should we make of the fact that only Justices Alito and Thomas dissented, and both of Trump's appointees, uh, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, uh, voted with the majority?
2: Yeah. So President Trump is learning a lesson that some of his predecessors have learned before, which is once you put a judge or justice on the bench with lifetime tenure, Mm -hmm. they are not beholden to you and they can kind of do what they, they can do what they want. Um, and you know conservatives, although we talk a lot of times about the conservative legal movement as if it's a monolith, it's really not. And when it comes to these questions of statutory interpretation or constitutional interpretation, um, you know you may get some schisms even among conservatives. And that's really what
1: we saw here. So after these rulings, is there any chance we get to see Trump's tax returns and other financial records before the election in November? Or is this just a done deal by now?
2: It's hard to say, you know, the in the tax returns case, these are pursuant to a grand jury subpoena and the grand jury proceedings are secret. So, you know, unless the DA's office in New York were to bring charges out of that investigation that involve the tax returns, you know, that would be a way that we would excuse me, ultimately see those documents. But even if they get turned over to the grand jury, that in no way means or guarantees public release. Um, If they were turned over to Congress, in the other cases, you know, it might be a a faster timeline to see them. But again, that litigation could take Mm. who knows how long.
1: So do you agree with the idea that this was actually a win for Trump's just keep delaying legal strategy?
2: Uh, You could see it that way. Um, you know, if, if the goal stance, very
1: firm stance, (laughs) (laughs)
2: um, I've been spending too much time around lawyers, I guess, (laughs) um, you know, it's, it's a win in that he has tried to keep his tax returns secret and they will remain secret. For the time being, so in that sense, mm-hmm. it's a win for him. Um, you know, it does strike a blow to sort of these broader theories of executive power that Trump and other conservatives have been trying to push. So, to the extent you know we come back and there's some other case that raises similar questions of an inve- you know future investigation into Trump or some other president, um, you know, it's it's not the most favorable ruling in one sense, because it says, you know, yes, a president can be subject to criminal investigation and yes, Congress may be able to subpoena documents. It just lays out a standard that they now have to go back and fight over.
0: Okay, last question then. Who do you think was more upset though about these rulings? Uh, Attorney General Bill Barr or President Donald Trump?
2: (laughs) Oh, President Donald Trump, for sure. (laughs) We We got all caps. On the the Twitter (laughs) timeline, we got misspellings. We got all the signs (laughs) of someone who was not a happy camper.
0: I know. I just had to ask based on, you know, Barr's (laughs) complete love of the idea of the, like, absolute, like, privilege of the executive (laughs) and just how he and the Justice Department would react to this in the future.
2: Yeah, but this is personal, right? This is New York. This Mm. is Trump's hometown. Um, It's bad blood between him and the district attorney, Cy Vance. Um, It's, you could tell that it, Uh, It hit him where where
1: it hurts yesterday. (laughs) Well, Zoe, thank you so much for joining us today. Always happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Okay, Casey, I've got a game I want to play with you on this lovely, lovely Friday.
1: Okay, well, my day is lovely, so sure. (laughs) It's starting
0: out. (laughs) It's California. I would be shocked if it wasn't. Okay. Well, 2020 is a little more than halfway over uh-huh. somehow, even if most of it has seemed like a blur. So we're going to play a little game I'm calling. When was that? Oh, no.
1: You're... Hayes, I, I have no sense of time. No one has any sense of time right now. <laughs> That's the
0: point. Here's how it works. I'm going to give you an event from sometime in 2020. <laughs> you just have to tell me what month it happened in. Okay, it's that okay. easy. Okay. Okay, let's get started first up. When Casey did the celebrities decide to gift us with the blessing that was the imagine video? Imagine there's no heaven
1: It's
2: easy if you try
1: No hell below us oh my God, that okay, that was pretty early on. I'm going with April.
0: Ah, it was in mid March,
1: was March 19th. Okay, so it was really early. Wow, it was that really was really early. That was four days after California like shut down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they went on that fast. Exactly.
0: They were like on it. Like, all right, we've been doing this for less than a week. It's going to be over soon. Let's drop this John Lennon shit. <laughs> okay, how about this? In which month was former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg polling second in the Democratic primaries? Oh,
1: I forgot the primaries happened. <laughs> I
0: know, I know. So what month? Oh my God. (laughs) February? Yes, you're correct. (laughs) It was mid-February. February Uh, February 18th is when that poll came out, shocking like everyone before Elizabeth Warren just completely Uh nuked herself and her own candidacy to throw herself onto the Bloomberg campaign. (sighs) All right, all right. So how long ago was it that Beyonce and Megan the Stallion surprised and delighted us with the remix of Savage. Hips, TikTok, when I dance. dance. On a demon time, she might start our OnlyFans. Only Big B and B stand for bands. If you wanna see some real ass,
2: baby, here's your chance. I say left cheek, right cheek, drive a lowest wine.
1: Okay, we talked about that on our podcast. <laughs> Correct. We started the podcast in April.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: May. I say May.
0: Ah, so close, but technically wrong because April 30th is when that happened.
1: Trick question, trick question.
0: It was not what I was expecting either when I was looking that up. I was sure that it had just happened (laughs) recently, so I don't blame you on that one. All right, next up. When did Forbes magazine out Kylie Jenner (gasps) as not really being a billionaire? What month was that?
1: June... May. Was it May. It was, it was May. May. Okay. okay. It was Those May three 29th. Months, April, May, and June are the same month, just so 100%. we all know. hundred percent.
0: hundred percent. Okay. Last one. In which month was the highly addictive video game Animal Crossing New Horizons released?
1: Released? Oh, I don't know. I just remember the date I kept seeing on TikTok all the time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was released. It was released in March. Correct.
0: It was released in March. That is absolutely right. And it completely blew up and became a pandemic favorite right away.
1: Okay, Hayes, I thought you were, the, I was waiting each question. I thought you were going to ask me when World War Three was trending. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Consider that one. So do you remember when that was though?
1: No, I don't. But I have to guess January or February. I it think January. January. It, it was, was January, It was the very right? start
0: of January. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. Casey, you got two out of five of those, but you know, we're going to bump it up. We're going to curve it up to four since two of them <laughs> were at the very end of the month and you guessed right after. So we'll count it. I and love honestly, this
1: grading system.
0: I'm- <laughs> (laughs) Honestly, considering how trashed the first half of this year has been, I feel like you earned it.
1: We've all earned it. Thank you, Hayes. It is appreciated. That's it for today. Join us next week when we're talking to Zachary Newman of the COVID-19 Eviction Defense Project about the pandemic housing crisis that's already quietly begun.
0: And remember, if a friend invites you to a party this weekend, A, congrats on having friends, and B, don't go. Stay home. Don't do it. It's a trap.
1: News O'Clock is produced by Dan Bauza, Hibba El-Orbani, Alan Haberchak, and Sierra Tall.
0: Special thanks to Tracy Ayers, Mangesh Hatikater, Samantha Hinnig, Patrick McMiniman, and Tommy Wesley.
1: Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories.
0: And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. Reviews especially help us get new people into the show. Honestly, we love making new friends here. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest.
1: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver. And on my podcast, Minnie Questions, I put together a little experiment. I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life what they like least about themselves and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers, like Blondie vocalist Debbie Harry.
0: I did have a revelation. It was at CBGB's, as a matter of fact. I was waiting for the audience to give it to me, give it to me. Then I realized that I had to make them. I had to command them.
1: Artist and creative juggernaut
2: Goldie. And I walk up to the mountain, I hike up. Just being in that environment and seeing life and death in front of you, right in front of you. And I go up there and scream and cry and and, and laugh, and I find that being the happiest.
1: And many more. Join me as we continue this exploration on Season 2 of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favourite podcasts.